Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 23 and be with me in the book of 2 Corinthians. We're going to talk today about two basic things. One of them is who we are in God, which is fantastic. It's just mind-blowing. The second thing is, what is the implications of it? Because we have this possession by and possession of God, what does it mean as far as our agreements and our yokings and our partnerships and our fellowships and our marriages and our accords with other human beings? And probably thirdly is who then would these agreements be made by since God is indwelling and walking and owns believers, if you will, when they come to a covenant on one side of an agreement with another human being, isn't it the person and God that agrees with the other person? So it's not just me and you making a, a partnership or agreement. It's me and God making agreement across the table. So this has a lot to say about marriage for sure. It's the it's a classic verse that's utilized to marriage and appropriately so. Here we go. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And then he's going to say it about six different ways. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what accord has Christ with Balal? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? And then he's going to switch now and say who we are in God. For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. That end is verse seven, verse 18. So that's the end of chapter 6 of 2 Corinthians. So let's just pause or something. Let's first of all say, what does this not say? This does not say you can't buy a house from a or a car or do some transactional thing with unbelievers. It doesn't mean you have to leave the the world because all, all of our interactions either with the, the people of God or not the people of God. And he doesn't want us to do this. He wants us to be light and witness to the, the non-people of God. But what he is talking about in special agreements that involve emotional and spiritual and soul-requiring and moral agreements with another human being, most commonly cited as marriage, and I think appropriately so, you can't do that kind of an agreement with an unbeliever. So when you, so marriage, for example, has a shared purpose. It has shared bodies. It has shared flesh. It has shared finances. It has sh- shared core values as far as, let's say, child rearing. It has financial implications as far as saving and a hard thing, giving. So uh, you can't make that kind of an agreement and be in agreement with an, an unbeliever. There's lots of things you can do with unbelievers. 
Let me just talk about the attractiveness of unbelievers. Well, there are entire industries that manipulate and uh, uh, go on this principle that that people are attractive. God made people attractive. So why is there People magazine? It's just a you know a candy store as far as people's physical attractiveness, but also other things, accomplishments. Um, us magazines, I mean, the talents of other people, I mean, the, the the sexiest man alive, George Clooney and Julia Roberts and, you know, all these, all these people. God has made people physically and emotionally, <clears throat> and even their differences to us can be attractive. Solomon loved uh, foreign women. Um, Ezra, in chapter 10, there's this whole segment about marrying foreign women, which equals breaking faith with their God. And, and this passage really parallels it in a lot of ways. But that required this great remorse of praying and confessing and fasting and falling down and putting on sackcloth and weeping and some very unpalatable consequences. So what God is saying here is don't yoke yourselves especially in marriage or some incredibly intimate, maybe a business partnership sort of a way with unbelievers that are going to require uh, ag- agreement with things that obviously the, these people don't agree with you foundationally on. So let's look at what God is saying about us. This is the big part of the passage. The little part of the passage is, hey, don't marry anybody who doesn't agree with all these things that I'm going to say here. And these are the things. We are the temple of the living God. God makes his dwelling among us. God walks with us. He is our God and we are his people. He has made us special and holy and separate. And he requires of us certain things and then he will welcome us. He will be a father to us and we will be sons and daughters to him. So therefore, because of who we are, because of God's intimate association with us, we must act in certain ways. We must have relationships and agreements and covenants in certain way. And of course, we will want to share these fundamental agreements the temp- that we're the temple of God. He dwells in us. He walks among us. We're going to want to share those fundamental agreements, those foundational things with our married uh, partners. I just love the the young people at our uh, church. And for those that are in this stage of, of who they have eyes for, who they allow themselves to be attracted to, uh, my prayer is, first of all, Lord, for those young people, I pray, Lord, that they would first have eyes for you. And secondly, that they would have eyes for for others that have eyes for you. That's how we prevent ourselves from being unequally yoked. I bless the young people that I associate with. Thanks for listening.